Welcome to the Awake to Joy podcast. The advice and strategies contained here may not be suitable for your situation, and you should consult a professional where appropriate. Let's listen to today's program. Hey, Renee. Hey, Annette. Hi. All right, just a mini here. I just wanted to jump in and just talk about the time that I thought God was leading me to leave one of my idols at the cross. Mm -hmm. I was a dancer growing up. I adored it. I danced all the time. I thought my future was on the stage or at least being a choreographer because of my height. Dance, dance, dance. I learned all different forms of dance. I was very obsessed with it Mm. all the time. So what do you mean by obsessed? Draw picture. <laughs> if I heard music, if like? I heard music in my mind, I could see myself dancing to that music in all different ways. It was just something that was with me. But it wasn't just a uh, a fun thing you did in your living room. When you say obsessed, it was before school, after school, during school. Absolutely. You were captain. dance classes, cheerleading, choreography for the drama club, just all these different things. But it also was a comfort to me. It was a soother for me. I was able to get my, remember I had said in a video a while back that I was an angry person. Well, being able to dance would be able to express myself. Mm-hmm. Even though it was anger or hurt or whatever it was, I was able to express that in dance. And that would mean it was getting out of me. Though I shoved it down when those moments happened, it was being expressed out in my energy as I was working out, doing the dance choreography, you name it. And that went on big time through my high school. And then I started college and I was into dance. I had seven dance classes and I was taking marine biology. So seven dance classes and marine biology. Okay. Yeah, you can see where my focus was. Mermaid? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dancing mermaid? No. But it was a small G God in my life. Mm. It solved a lot of issues for me. It took away a lot of energy that was excess that I needed to get rid of. Mm. And it helped me avoid the pain that was in my heart. Mm. But once I started getting closer to God, I really felt like he was asking me to give it up. And it just sounded terrible. I wasn't sure what life would look like. And it sure didn't sound like it would be of any value to me. Again, I was wrapped up really thick in it. And then I got pregnant with my first child. And all I could do was vomit all the time. Mm. And end up in the hospital constantly getting IVs, which kept me from going to school, which kept me from my dance classes. And in that moment, it was like, okay, God, I want to love this child, but I don't see why I can't love this child and my husband and still keep on dancing. But there was this gut feeling in me that I just needed to lay it at the cross. Mm. And I knew I was going to miss it horrifically. Because it was such a good friend. But I laid dance down at the cross. And I went on being a mom. And then I had a second child. And 
they would want to start, these two little girls wanted to start dancing and doing stuff. And my husband said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to sign them up for classes in town. Why wouldn't you just teach them? And I said, no, it's not for me to do. I was scared to teach my little girls how to dance because I was thinking if I did, I might trip that little wire into, I got to do it all the time and I'm not going to be satisfied type situation. And I was happy with my relationship with God and with the girls and with my husband. Mm -hmm. And I knew it would draw me away from them, from God as well. And so I signed them up for little classes. And by the time we had the third little girl, it was like, oh, it was driving me nuts when they would practice dancing or mimic something they saw on the TV. And it was like, oh, it looks like this. This is how you do it. And then I would show them how to do it. And my husband said, it brings you joy. Go ahead. You're not sinning before it was a small G God. Now it's not. God is in his rightful place. And from there, it just grew to where I believe my oldest daughter was about seven or eight. And that was the beginning of, we homeschooled our kids and we started a band, drill team, whatever you want to call it, drum corps for homeschoolers. And in it, where it gave me an opportunity to teach dance, to teach the drill team, to teach all those things that I loved doing when I was younger. But now I was able to do it in its right place. But I didn't know God was going to ever give it back to me. If that makes sense. I was willing to let it go because I knew I had made it into a God. Mm -hmm. And I knew I had made it into this addiction that was very satisfying for me. And now God brought it back new and refreshed and in his glory so that even doing those things with these homeschool kids, he was able to be glorified in it. Mm. So beautiful. Yeah. One of those moments. <laughs> How about you, Renee? So for me, it was actually my sight that um, I had to learn to give up. I know that sounds goofy, but I'll give you the backstory. So it does. <laughs> yeah. So got married. And within a couple months, um, I was beginning to lose my eyesight. I just woke up one day and couldn't see out of my right eye. And was so that something began... that was in your family, hereditary? No, no. It was just a, ta-da, today you're not going to see out of one eye. But then it progressed to the point of um, my sight was closing in with both eyes now going blind. And I was like well, I guess I better get to grips on this one because <laughs> I'm going blind officially, no sight, you know? So oh my um, a specific day that I recall was getting out my journal and I'm writing this out. Like this is probably one of the last times I'm going to be able to journal, you know? <laughs> and learning that I had to release some things. We were by that time, I don't know how long we were married, but hadn't had kids yet. So that kind of relates to you, but hadn't had kids yet. And my dream, excuse me, my dream was to have kiddos and to see them climb a tree. You know, that was just 
something that I wanted to be able to see. I wanted to be able to show my kids the fun of being outside, the fun of just delighting in what God has made. And because I was having the difficulty with sight, I wanted to be able to see it. I didn't want to just hear it, but I wanted to see it. That was important to me. Crap, why am I crying so much? Because <laughs> you're normal. I'm normal. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Keep and going. You can't leave me hanging. So in that journal and in that conversation with God, it was, I will take what is coming. I know I'm going blind and I need to accept it. There's nothing the doctors right now can do for me. Mm -hmm. And I just need to walk forward in it. So God, I'm giving this to you. I'm giving to you my future. I'm giving to you my sight. I'm giving to you my dreams. What comes, comes, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll walk it together. It's not the worst thing that could happen, you know, going blind. And so I went blind, you know, I completely lost and the progression was not fun of, you know, being this close to a mirror and still not being able to put makeup on, you know, needing my husband to help guide me through things. Do I look okay? Whatever. When I put stuff on, you know, having a job where at the time I was a manager of a jewelry store and not being able to read credit card numbers not being able to read the tags on any of the jewelry. That's when I knew I had to quit my job. So it was that kind of progression to total blindness and watching it happen on a daily basis. Wow. And then to go completely black, you know. Um, going to one of my first appointments and it was, I could hear everything. It was I bet you touching. heard a lot more of everything. Oh, I, I heard the Chicago streets like I had never heard before. <laughs> You know, going into this appointment and some other woman that's basically blind and it was a joke. It's the blind leading the blind up into their doctor appointment, you know, walking in the door at the same time because Eddie had to go and find parking spot. But anyway, mm -hmm. I praise God because total blindness was only about a week. That's a long time. <laughs> it was a shock mm -hmm. that I actually was beginning to get sight back mm -hmm. and I got sight back, at least in one eye. And it's funny because I just saw a special a doctor yesterday, an eye doctor, and she reminded me of that moment because she was looking at my blind eye and looking at my quote unquote good eye. And she says, you've had extensive work. I stopped counting after 15 eye surgeries. I don't know how many surgeries I've actually had. Um, she said, she saw the extensive work done on my left eye, my good eye, and I forgot about all that work. I was only remembering everything on my blind, blind eye. And um, anyway, sight came back. And years later, my boys were, um, had moved out of the house. My husband had given me a Mother's Day gift and I didn't notice it until after it was on the wall. And God brought me back to that moment. The picture of this, the Mother's Day gift was of my boys being in a tree, each of them posing for, for a collection on the wall, you know, 
So mom could have a group photo and then have the boys. And of all the things that Eddie had them do was get in a tree. And he had no idea that was my heart's desire in my private conversation with God was to see my kids in the tree. And they, it ended up being framed on my wall. Wow. <laughs> you know? Great story. And, yeah. And he has brought me out of blindness a second time with friends praying over me when it was closing in again. Friends I remember that a few years back. Yeah. Yep. And regain sight again. But releasing things to God, I forgot to say that in that releasing, he exchanged something for me. God gave me this peace that shouldn't have been there in a very dark time, figuratively, literally, <laughs> emotionally. It should have been, I should have been a wreck. I should have been somebody so in a horrible mess because yeah. I was blind. You know, who has to walk through that? But instead, as soon as I gave that journal and that conversation to God and said, I release it to you, he replaced it with a peace that, and it is like what the Bible says, beyond understanding. And I carry that peace through the rest of all of the issues with my eyes. It's like, well, I could be blind. I could not be blind. You know what I mean? It was, it didn't matter anymore. It was, I have this peace that's going to carry me from Jesus. Wow. Not having to be dependent on myself anymore, if that makes sense on how I'm going to be that day emotionally or not. <laughs> I was salad because of the peace he gave from that releasing. So there's a piece of my story. <laughs> Yay, God. <laughs> right? Well, thank you for sharing that heart-wrenching story. Oh, a lot of tears, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. You take care. <laughs> Love you, girl. You have been listening to the Awake to Joy podcast. Views expressed in this podcast are the speaker's opinions. Thank you for listening. If you could please give us a review below, we would appreciate it greatly as well as share this podcast with your family and friends. If you would like to get in contact with us, we'd love to hear from you. Check the show descriptions for more information. Under no circumstances shall Awake to Joy, its employees, volunteers, guests, or officers be liable for any direct or indirect losses or damages arising out of comments made. We look forward to chatting with you again. Because he lives, it changes everything. Thank you.